Hi, I'm Sue Elvis from the blog Stories of an Unschooling Family. Welcome to my podcast. This is episode 25, and among other things, I want to talk about trust today. Um, I might not be sounding like Sue Elvis today. I've got a bit of a sore throat, and maybe I should be recording this on another t- day when I'm feeling a lot better. But I'm sitting here in front of some brand new equipment, and I yeah just can't wait to try it out. Uh, Imogen, my daughter, uh, who's 20, and I, between us, we have bought ourselves a home uh, studio recording package. It's got a brand new mic, an audio booth that's uh, got baffles on for absorbing sound, a stand, headphones, and oh, I guess what looks the most uh, professional is the pop filter. This pop filter is sitting in front of my mouth here, a little round disc with a mesh on top, and it really is very, very different from my homemade pop filter, which really was just the leg of an old pair of stockings pulled over a pulled-out um, wire coat hanger, which I then inserted into a tissue box and then stuck in front of my microphone. Yeah, it didn't look very good, but it did the job. But this one is on a stand and it can't be knocked over and it does look good. So I'm going to uh, push ahead and see if I can do this podcast today. Oh, I didn't make one last week and a few people stopped by my blog and with some encouraging words saying, please keep on podcasting, which is really lovely. Thank you. Yeah, before I get on to the topic of trust, I want to talk a little bit about blogging. Yeah, maybe a week and a half ago, I posted uh, a post about maybe I wouldn't continue my unschooling blog. I've got to the stage where I'm wondering whether I have anything left worthy of saying. I seem to have written about everything I possibly could about unschooling. Well, that's what it seems at times. I've written about uh, babies all the way up to adult children, everything in between. And I'm thinking perhaps people are actually fed up with my post. I haven't got anything new to say. Uh, but I can't quite give it away. Uh, I like my blog. It's, I guess, my the story of my family. And there's a lot of happy moments in my blog stories. I've enjoyed putting it together. I've enjoyed the conversations that I've had on my blog with people that I have met. I've made some wonderful friends through my blog. And then the other reason I don't really want to give it away is that I still have new unschooling thoughts every now and then. And I get really excited about something I'm thinking about. And I think, oh, I must write that down. And perhaps somebody else would like to hear that and would like to discuss it with me. I want to share that on my blog. So I write a post and share it. And it's usually the start of another conversation. And so I think the conversation of unschooling never really comes to an end. And I wonder why. Why don't I ever learn everything I can about unschooling? I think it's because unschooling is life. Our lives, we're, we're going to be learning till the day we get to the end of our lives. There's always something more to learn about it. And yes, I've um, constantly come up with new thoughts on unschooling. Whether anyone wants to share them with me is another matter. But yes, I just might want to write another unschooling post, even though uh, sometimes I get fed up and I think, well, I've said everything. So maybe I shouldn't be too hasty in closing down my blog completely. 
Um, a few kind people did say they would miss me if I if I did retire my blog. I think that is very kind of people because I do think that that um, I'm not a big voice out there. There's other people out there, so it's not as if I'm going to be missed for very long. But it, it is nice to have friends who will stop by and encourage me to keep going. I have appreciated that very much. I'm thinking, why? Well, what do I want to do if I don't want to uns- uh, to write about unschooling anymore? Um, sometimes I just want to do a bit of creative writing, mess about with words, do a bit of experimenting, write a funny story that's got really got nothing to do with the topics that I write about on my Stories of an Unschooling Family blog. And when I feel the need to do that, I usually go over to my other blog, which is Sue Elvis Writes. And over on that blog, I've got stories that are more personal to me rather than the family, uh, faith stories. Because, of course, is in my sidebar, I'm a Catholic unschooler. Um, sometimes there are faith issues that I want to write about. Then there's just plain creative writing and blogging. I sometimes want to write about the process of writing or blogging. And every now and then I do write a story about my son Thomas, who died as a baby. So I I write grief stories as well. But whenever I disappear over to that blog, I usually leave my unschooling blog behind because I'm fine. I find it very difficult to keep two blogs up at the same time. It's just almost impossible. I can't even keep one blog going and keep all the social interaction or the online commitments that go with blogging up to date. I get behind on reading people's blogs. I get behind on commenting. Um, yeah, it's hard enough just working on one blog, let alone two. And I was all set to retire my unschooling blog and my podcast as well because I think well I like to continue podcasting I haven't actually learned uh, everything that there is to know about podcasting it's pretty obvious my podcast is still very far from professional and I want to keep learning and practicing and getting better and I was thinking perhaps I could start a new podcast make it just more family orientated rather than unschooling and so I spent a sleepless night uh, with thoughts going around my head of possible names I could call my podcast. And eventually I went to sleep, and when I woke up in the morning, the first thought I had was, why why uh, create a new podcast when I already have a perfectly fine podcast here? Uh, isn't unschooling all of my life? It's not just the educational side, what people think of as K-12 to education. Unschooling affects all aspects of our lives. And cannot, can't that include all parts of me and what I want to write about? Uh, my girls are writers. I'm, a, I write. We, we share, I could share all our stories on one blog. If people don't want to read a grief story or a Catholic story or something about blogging, perhaps people could just pass over or scroll through until they get something on unschool maths or whatever they're looking for. I don't know. Would that work? That's what I'm, the lines I'm thinking along at the moment. I just want to include all sides of my life on one blog. Now, one to what I really want to talk about today is trust. And I had this thought the other day that we live in a world which encourages us not to trust anybody. 
does it have something to do with the fact that we have the internet? We have uh, so much information at our fingertips. We don't need to trust anyone anymore, whether it's the doctor or some other advisor. We just go to the internet, we start typing. Before we know it, we've got a lot of information to make our, our own decisions about our own situations. We don't need anybody to tell us what to do anymore. We don't need to trust anybody. I think it's pretty common for everybody when they have some sort of illness or injury. First step is to get on the internet and make our own self-diagnosis. And then we go to the doctor and see if it matches up. And if we don't like what the doctor says, we'll go and do some more research and we'll make our own decisions. And I think that's all very good. But it has given us the, the um, attitude that we can't trust the medical profession. Well, that's feeling I get when I go through my Facebook feed. I've had to stop looking through my Facebook feed. Well, I go through it every now and then, but I don't spend a lot of time scrolling through because it's full of links about warning me about various things, warning me not to vaccinate my children, warning me not to uh, use toothpaste with fluoride in it, warning me about the risks of the fluoride in our town water, about warning us about ter terrorists and not to how, how we can't trust refugees, um, boat people, warning me about eating too much sugar or the dangers of eating grains or gluten. Yeah, there's so many negative stories in my Facebook feed and they're all about warnings, warning me to do this, that and the other. The, pro the problem for me is I've already uh, trusted an awful lot of people and made a lot of decisions based on that trust. My children are vaccinated. I don't want to go into the ins and outs of vaccination. It's a really uh, hot topic, and I don't want to argue about it with it with, with anybody. Everybody makes their own decisions. But for me, I've already made that decision. I trusted what I heard, made the decision my children got vaccinated. Now I feel really guilty when I look at my Facebook feed and people are telling me that I was wrong to trust my doctor. I've also noticed that we're... As a, as a people, we're judging each other on those decisions that we've made. People that have trusted, um, those who they felt had the knowledge are in one group. And then there's the other group, the people that have done the research for themselves. And depending on which side you're on, you can be judged. Yeah, emotions run high on issues like this. So I'm wondering, was I a bad mother to trust my doctor? I think I would go back maybe and make some different decisions, change my mind about some of the things I have done, but it's too late now. I have m made um, some decisions in good faith that will or will not affect the uh, well-being of my children. And does that make me a bad mother? Should I have done my research better? I think at the time that it didn't even occur to me to do my research better. I was, I was a trusting person. Is that a wrong thing to be, a trusting person? about what it means to not trust. If I don't trust anybody else but myself, then I want to be the one in control. I want to have control over every aspect of my children's lives and over my own life. I want to be able to control whether the risk that we take towards any diseases or anything else. I want to reduce all those risks by having control over everything. I don't want to pass any of that on to anybody else. And I think about how 
We can't control everything in our lives. Even if we do everything that everybody is warning us that we should be doing or should not be doing, things still happen. We can reduce the risk of factors and we can still get cancer. For example, I think that we can mistakenly think that we are in control when really our lives are in God's hands. Yes, we ought to be prudent, look after our health and the health of our children, but we can never get to the point where we believe that all our actions are the most important thing, that um, yes, we are in total control of our lives, because that is not true at all. I think and if we do I think that we're in control and something does happen, it will be very hard to deal with. And if we do trust and we make a mistake, I think God understands that. We, we made the mistake in good faith. Yes, maybe one of us will get sick. Maybe something will happen because of a decision we made. But God can always get good out of that. And we have to accept that. So really, I don't think it is wrong to trust. We can get too suspicious, too reliant on ourselves. But I think in today's world, if we cannot trust anybody, how are we ever going to trust God and how are we going to trust our children? It's just a whole trust situation, I think. It's not so much about do we think unschooling will work. We're just not used to trusting. And what happens if we do trust, trust our children, trust the unschooling process, and then something does go wrong? Well, again, I think that we've done it all in good faith. We had uh, our children's best interests at heart. And but we can't safeguard them. As I've spoken before, we have our children have free will. And another thought occurred to me the other day was to reinforce the fact that it's not wrong to trust too much. Being Lent, I've been doing some Lenten reading. I'm reading this book about of uh, the last, well, the chapters I'm reading are about the Last Supper at the moment and the betrayal of Judas Iscariot of Jesus. And I think about, I've been thinking about that. Jesus trusted Judas Iscariot. Judas Iscariot spent three years being loved unconditionally. He was right by the side of Jesus with that perfect example for those years. And he betrayed Jesus. He had the perfect situation and he still betrayed. He had free will and there was nothing Jesus could do about it. And was Jesus wrong to trust Judas Iscariot? Am I wrong to trust my children? I think we just love, we trust, we respect, and we pray a lot. And yes, we uh, acknowledge that our children do have free will. So I don't know if any of those thoughts made any sense whatsoever. I've had a lot of people ask me, how do we get trust? How do we uh, come to the stage where we can trust our children and trust the unschooling process? And I don't think I've addressed that at all. All I've said all I've um, said is that it's not wrong to trust, in my opinion, and why we do find it hard to trust. But maybe we could explore trust a bit more, either in a future podcast or in a blog post. Now, a couple of days ago in the post, I got a letter from Bosties that the education department, they want me to, well, they're telling me that it's time to re-register my children as homeschoolers. 
our two years of registration, that period is almost up and it's time now to re-register for another two-year period. And so I've got to prepare a program and I show my records of the last two years, show them that my children have progressed and convince the AP or the authorised person who will come out to visit us that, yeah, we're doing a good job um, homeschooling our children, convince her that we're okay to um, to be trusted to homeschool our children for another two years. So, yeah, trust again. So I got the, I immediately went to the internet and I downloaded some forms for Sophie and Gemma Rose because Charlotte doesn't need registering anymore because she's already turned 17. And I filled them in straight away and I posted them back yesterday. So I got the, 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 the letter one day and I posted back the forms the very next day, which is really unusual because normally in the past, what I've had to do is to sit down and write a program explaining what 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 we we'll intend to do over the next two years and then have all my paperwork completed before I've actually sent the form back because when once the form goes back they could ring you up any day and arrange a, a visit to come straight out and I wanted to be prepared have all my paperwork in order so why did I send my forms away straight away and that's because I've been using Evernote and I don't think I need to do anything. All my records are up to date already. I've got my unplanning notebook, which is my plan for the next, well, however long. It'll certainly cover the next two years. I've got progress notes in there because I've been jotting down things the girls have progressed on. I've got all my rec- weekly records. They're all in order. don't have to do anything about that. Yes, I've even put outcomes on some of the things, so I don't really have to do anything. So I'm really happy about that. The only thing I'm thinking now is will my Evernote notebook satisfy my AP and um, yeah, the education department? I've got a good feeling about it. I'm not really worried. But what I thought I'd do is once I've had my visit, I would report back, um, tell you how I, it went and how my Evernote notebooks went down. Is it a good system to record unschooling for registration purposes? So I'm coming to the end of another podcast. I'd just like to invite you to go over to my blog, Stories of an Unschooling Family, where I'm hoping to continue blogging, and um, my Facebook page if you'd like to join my Facebook community. Uh, my page isn't called Stories of an Unschooling Family, actually. It's a bit confusing. It's called St- uh, Sue Elvis Writes. I'm on iTunes if you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, and also I'm on Podbean. And yeah, I have a YouTube channel. You can find me in a few places on the internet. So I'd just like to thank you for listening today, for putting up with my croaky voice. And I hope to be back with another podcast soon. So until then, trust, respect, and love unconditionally. <laughs>